<laughs> Welcome to the Hotbox Show, coming to you live and unpredictable from the Hotbox Studio here at the Jazz Farm. And thank you so much for joining us. It's very, very nice to be here in the studio tonight. We have Amy joining us, and Yay. she's uh, graduated from the audience for tonight, and we're very pleased that she's with us around the table. And we have Dale, whose hair is looking just completely stunning tonight, I think, anyway. Yes. Yeah, and we have our Joe, we have our Joe, our coordinator here next to me. Um, and tonight we've got a full packed show because there's been so much in the news. Mm. We're going to be looking into the history of cannabis in South Africa. You know, this is something that we touch on really often because it is so important to us and having just had heritage day last week uh, we've been thinking a lot about our heritage and how it's fitting into our crazy cannabis world today um, we have to take the history into uh, into account when we when we're talking about cannabis in South Africa you can't you cannot uh, separate the two. So Dale is going to be taking us through some thoughts on, on our legacy of, of cannabis use, uh, cultivation and trade in South Africa. And um, the legacy cannabis farmers are really have been the backbone of our cannabis industry for the last 700 years. And we've got some really great news coming up in the, in the Fields of Green update of the legacy cannabis farmers actually having an impact on, on policy on a provincial level. And um, but first of all, we've got to speak about this poll thing. The poll. the poll thing. We like to get your feedback as always here at Fields of Green, the hot box show. Um, what would you like to see on the show? What would you like to hear us poll every week? Um, what What would you like to see us smoking and trying? And what sort of equipment would you like to what us to try? Would you like us to get mm -hmm. onto the show? That's a good exactly. One. Yeah. So, our do you poll, want to be on the show? If you'd like to be on the show, we welcome you. We make, we make really good Borobos rolls before the show. Actually, tonight we had um, cottage pie, which Yum. is really nice because it's been a little bit chilly in Joburg today. The rain is on the way. Mm. Have you put your seeds in yet? Are you germinating yet or are you still waiting out? I know on the high felt a lot of people are waiting out for the rain. There was rain literally five kilometers away from the jazz farm this morning and there was no rain at the jazz farm. So we're just, just, just about there, but it's still very dry and dusty. So. We are waiting a little bit before we put our seeds in to germinate. Maybe another week or, or two, but it's kind of itching. They're like itching in that tin there, you know. Um, so our poll today obviously has to do with this whole thing of being Heritage Day last week and there being lots and lots of cannabis in the news. And what's also been in the news is the local government elections that are coming up. So we would like to know from you, please vote on Facebook. Remember that we can only have our poll on Facebook. With the local elections coming up in November, will you be voting A, with cannabis policies in mind? This is also something we're going to be discussing towards the end of the, uh, the, the Fields of Green update, is who are we going to vote for? Mm. You know, this is a, it's a crisis. We don't know who to vote for. I myself, I'm a voter. I like to go down to our local little school every time there's an election, um, go and say hello to all of the election officials there, go and cast my vote because I think that it's a responsible thing to do. Yes. So uh, are you going to be voting with cannabis policies in mind? My vote won't be swayed by cannabis, like it doesn't really have anything to do with, with cannabis, and I won't be voting. So those are your, your three options. What do you reckon, Dale? Honestly, there's a lot of other priorities that would be in my mind in terms of voting for a certain party, how they look at um, other aspects that they need to deal with in life. But it is interesting to hear what they think about cannabis, of course. It's, yes. it's going to certainly play a small part in what, yeah. my vote. Yeah. Because yeah. of my lifestyle being so involved in cannabis. Yes. But Amy, do you even know which parties are saying what about weed? And so, no, I think our options are quite limited. But I think yeah. being able to hear the talks with Parliament and stuff a few weeks ago, that maybe opened our eyes mm. up a little bit. And it was interesting. Yeah. But I do think we are a little bit limited right now. And no, we don't really know who, who There's to a lot vote for. Still prohibitionist, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. pro-prohibitionist parties. I, d I don't know if we should be mentioning them, but <clears throat> in my mind, the Rather. DA still has, has always been a little bit prohibitionist. I don't know if they're starting I to think come they're out of corporate that. and, and yeah. whatever, you know. But we've also got the the uh, the new parties that have come up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's the Good Party. There's the what's the South Africa one? Um, 
action actions action is a uh, we haven't heard from them what their cannabis policies are. Mm -hmm. The ACDP were very mm -hmm. active, Honorable Swart, in those parliamentary hearings. But then we got sent a screen grab of the ACDP saying that they that they weren't into cannabis. But you know what? Yeah. I think that the bottom line of, of this poll and the bottom line of everything to do with the elections has got nothing to do with cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you look into a political party's uh, stance on cannabis, it tells you a lot mm -hmm. about everything else that they are thinking about. So we really want to, between now and the local elections in November, we really want to push this thing to find out from the political mm -hmm. parties what is their stance. Mm -hmm. And Cannabis Africa, that amazing uh, media group, uh, have actually sent out a survey yes. to the various political parties. And they have their show every Tuesday at 12.30, and it's also on DSTV. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly what channel it is, but it's also the same channel as Cape Talk, Cape, Cape Town TV. Cape Town TV. Yeah. So this past Tuesday, they asked me to pop in to have a, a little bit of a chat, and thank goodness one of the other guests had uh, signal problems. So I got to have a little bit of a longer chat because their show is only half an hour long. And um, before we actually started the show, we were chatting with um, Brett Hilton Barber and Trenton and Linda from Chiba. Um, and their cannabis community person who is also on the show every week. And we've decided that between the Hotbox show and the, the Canosphere show, we would like to do more collaborations. And they might start on a Tuesday at midday speaking of a particular topic, which we can then pick up. Mm. And um, and then just really spreading the love amongst all of our Pulled each other up. I'm fangirling yeah. like mad over CannabisAfrica.com. It is yeah. an amazing mm -hmm. website and the, the articles are really well written and well content. researched and up to date. And uh, you guys do amazing work. Please don't ever stop. Thank you. And the thing is, when it comes to content creation, we, um, you know, we have a reduced fields of green for all team now. Uh, people all have their side hustle. We have very, very limited time, and sometimes the content creation, we just can't keep up. And thank goodness, Cannabis Africa on there, and they're, they're bringing out all of the, the really topical articles. So um, this thing with the political parties and the survey that is going out um, is something to really watch. So tune into Cannosphere. You can see in the um, uh, Craft Cannabis TV YouTube channel. They have all the past episodes, only half an hour long. And then on Tuesday, we were also speaking about a global cannabis survey um, uh, on, on the show and the interesting results from that, as well as the news that I will be going into more on the Fields of Green update. But I think right now, THC levels. Thank mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you. And so what happened to this week, Joe? Who delivered those ginormous buds? So these ginormous buds were delivered um, by Hit That Bond ZA. He mm -hmm. came around to collect a prize. He told me what they are. I'm blonde. I can't remember. But look at how delicious they are. No, they look great. He actually bought them in a, in a stash container that I'm going to be doing a shit all it on um, in the future. And it's. I'm really looking forward to really, trying this. Really, really pretty orange pistols. It does, eh? Yeah. Should we just? Wasn't he also yeah. an Instagram winner? That's it. He was yeah. an Instagram winner. And that's how come he came round to visit us last Thursday and uh, brought us these amazing. Um, look at those pistols. Look at those. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a really Crazy a nice colors. shot there. So beautiful colours and they're enormous. And look at the lilacs coming out in that. In no, that no, one. we get a lot of purples like this coming through after winter. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think it's sometimes it's the weather, and it's sometimes it's the it's actually the strain. I think this one is so purple all the way through that it's most probably um, the actual cultivar of it. Dale and I were having a conversation today about cultivar and strain and strain and cultivar. Strainivar. Strainivar. <laughs> so a strain is. Um, the word used given to different fungi or bacteria, whereas cultivar is the term used for different varieties of plants. Okay, there you have it. There so you everybody, even all the seed banks, everyone you guys are getting it wrong, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and it's even funny, some sometimes people call them strands, not str yeah. strands. Yeah, yeah, we strands. Going, I love going to the strand. Yeah. By the beach. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Look, you know what? My hair does tend to look a little bit like that once I've been to the beach. <laughs> it goes all frizzy. 
<laughs> so I think the proof is in the pudding. The oh, look, there's the Hashman. Hashman is just sort of hanging around, lying around tonight. He's a bit dazed and confused tonight. Yeah, he is with his enormous buds. So uh, the, these two buds that will be remain nameless because mm. we forgot what they were called. Uh, maybe Dave from hitthatbong.co.za is watching tonight and he can um, just put in the comments what the name of these two strains were. But I think the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, I'm going to roll us yeah. something quick. Mm. Okay, Emmy's going to roll us something. And speaking about pudding, you will see here on the on the table we have a, a beautiful cake because uh, two mm. of our crew members uh, have uh, Dan had his birthday last week and unfortunately he couldn't be with us around the table tonight. Amy has her birthday next week. Yeah. So this is like the middle of the birthday sandwich. So we bought a cake and we thought it looks quite nice on the table. So we, we might be slapping our faces with that yes. um, uh, through the show. It looks really, really nice. I so, definitely think it's going to look nicer in my face than on that plate. Mm. I think so. I think so. So, you know, as stoners, we love cake. Mm -hmm. Let us know in the comments what you guys are smoking or eating for that mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. And while you're there, like, share, <laughs> subscribe, tap the bell. Exactly. Yeah. Did you know that the Hot Buck Show is the longest-running cannabis culture show in South Africa? Isn't that amazing? We started so, in August 2017. August 2017. We'll never forget that episode. So I think that's good reason to hit the like, share, or subscribe button, or bell, or whatever you need to do. Literally to, been out just putting in guys. Thank you to those people who have already subscribed to the channel. It really helps with the algorithm. It really helps us to, to get a, uh, a better reach. Remember that we're all across social media. If you want to get a hold of us, the best place to do that is on the Fields of Green for All website. Because the Hot Box Show is supported by the Fields of Green for All nonprofit company. And Fields of Green for All is, is supported by our affiliates, who we are always, always incredibly grateful to for keeping us going here at Fields of Green. So it was a, as I said, it was a, an incredibly like news-packed week, and I think that the most significant piece of news was certainly the fact that the Northwest Province supported, encouraged, and eventually, um, eventually uh, brought out a policy when it comes to cannabis that was wholly, wholly um, brought about by the legacy farmers, which were. Um, largely the Rastafari community in the Northwest Province. Now, I don't know if you've been attending all of these webinars and there's been conferences and there was whatever. Everybody's always talking about the rural farmers in the Eastern Cape. Now, the Northwest Province just happens to be about five kilometers away from us here is the border between us. We are on the west of, of Gauteng and the Northwest Province. Uh, we know that the, the Northwest Premier for many years was a man called Supra Mahapelo, and he um, completely and utterly emptied the piggy bank in the Northwest Province. And if you've been out on the N14 and been through some of those little towns, you will see how desperate people are. There were the terrible service delivery posters with, where people lost their lives in Kalini, which is a small town about 150 kilometers from yeah. here. Um, uh, just the year before last, and I think that the Northwest Province has really um, suffered over time. Now, our our dear Teki Boomschlang over there actually got his stay of prosecution in the Northwest Province uh, after after a particularly cruel um, bust about four years ago now, isn't it? Five. Five years ago now, sure. <coughs> and they had to appear in the High Court in Mahikeng, yeah. uh, which is if you've been to Mabato or Mahikeng, the two places are almost joined together, you will realize how, um, how quite desperate the capital of this yeah. province is. So we had this news fresh in on uh, Tuesday morning from the Northwest Province that they would be, and I've lost my page on this thing. Oh, sorry. Okay. Also confinement. That no, they would be... Wasn't in economic drama. No, the next one. There we go. Pretoria. <clears throat> so I would just like to, to read this to you from the Cannabis Africa article, which is called Power to the Provinces. Pretoria looking lonely as regional governments flex cannabis reform muscles. Isn't this it amazing that it's being driven by the provinces? Yeah. Yeah. It's been driven by, because well, as we've always said, you look after yourself, your community, your family, those are close to you first. So I think that in the, in the few, uh, coming months and years, we're going to see loads more action from the provinces than we do from national government, which is, I think, the right way to go. 
South Africa's provinces have seized the political power in cannabis reform, leaving central government isolated with the Ronald Lamola problem. Isn't that just what it is? It's That's a moral right. judgment from up on high, except they're not so high up there. They need to get high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, five provinces have now gone on record as back backing the National Cannabis Master Plan and have criticized central government for ineptness in not creating a regulatory environment. I would say that the master plan is the only thing that they've got to support. I mean, we, we think that the master plan kind of stinks, particularly the introduction, which has that moral judgment in the, in the introduction. But yay to the Northwest province. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's amazing. It? Go Rustenburg. Go yeah. Mahi Go um, Mabatu, go all of those places no. in the Northwest. Go Costa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the, far pro the provinces that are leading the way are the Eastern Cape, Kauteng, Northwest, KwaZulu Natal, and the Western Cape. Uh, only a little um, bit. We've had a press Not release that just got posted onto our Facebook page about the Western Cape, actually. Okay. Tommy just posted it. Um, released today. The Western Cape aims to position itself uh, to create jobs in the uh, growing cannabis industry. So they've okay. visited the Felbridge cannabis farm outside Stellenbosch. The South African cannabis industry is estimated at 28 billion. Don't uh, even know. Oversell, oversell, oversell. Oversell, oversell. Mm -hmm. So they, again, they're still looking at their unicorn licensed um, facilities that legacy growers yeah. can't afford. <laughs> Exactly, so people to grow. No, you talk jobs. of legacy legacy growers. Uh, are you talking about the people who have been in an illegal market for this yes. entire time, and they yes. they want to integrate into the, the backbone the of our original cannabis the master growers? Yeah. 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 Master, yeah. master growers master. that would never actually call themselves master exactly. growers yeah. because they don't have egos the size of Bombay. So we like that term, legacy cannabis grows, because yeah. there's various other terms in like black market or unregulated. But I think legacy has a certain richness to mm. it as a word. They ha they, we have all, and our ancestors who used and cultivated cannabis, we have all created a legacy. And I think that that's why we, we need to really, you were talking about words that we use, and I think we really need to use this word legacy cannabis and a very, very important community within those legacy cannabis uh, traders and, and farmers are the Rastafari, mm. and we just salute them again for driving this whole process in the Northwest province. It's great. So we go from the Northwest province, which is um, sad and somewhat economically depressed, onto the international arena, because that is our... Uh, another very, very exciting development this week. So, what came out this week on a very, very reputable um, academic, um, what do you call it, academic report website, was something called History, Science and Politics of International Cannabis Scheduling. Now, the things that we are, the thing that we are most proud of is that this uh, a particular article which is uh, peer-reviewed and it's got all of the academic standing that it needs was written by Kenzie Ribolet-Zamoli, Michael Krawitz and Farid Goesh. Uh, you know Kenzie, Michael and Farid have been our friends since uh, we first started to explore cannabis and the international scheduling in 2015 and now they've brought out this major academic paper which gives the whole, the history, the science and the politics of the international scheduling. Because mm. as, as you remember last year cannabis was taken out of schedule one and put mm. into schedule four. You know the international scheduling is the opposite of ours. So here they're outlining a very, very detailed, heavily footnoted article, but I haven't read all of it yet, exactly what's been going on since 1961. You know, we know that whole story with Harry Anslinger and, and uh, how it all started, actually, uh, cannabis prohibition. And it, it's all started in the first half of the 20th century. And when they started with those conventions in 1961, that's when the shenanigans started. Mm -hmm. You know, before Fields of Green got our eco-stock status at the UN, we kept on being uh, having questions thrown back at us over years. No, we're delaying your application because you first got to answer these questions. And we found out afterwards that the questions were coming from <laughs> Russia. And why were they coming from Russia? Because we part of BRICS. Brazil, Russia, mm. India, China, South Africa. Mm. Okay, so 
Russia were asking us questions, us little old South African Dacha NGO. You know? So there's a lot of po politics there. We're going to be writing a blog about this because it's just far too in-depth and everything. It's very in-depth. Yeah. I think the, the one way that I found it, it helps, because you know me and words some, at the moment are not best for friends, um, which is why I've been sitting here quite quietly. But for, for me, one way that it helps it explain it in my mind is that they basically explain what it takes to actually change policies. It's not as much as community building and, and um, invigorating as it can be, it's not marching in the streets with the poster. It's, it's explaining the actual hard admin like work that it takes to actually change policies in the boardrooms and in the courtrooms. And when you consider that there's over 100 member states at the UN, uh, this whole idea of consensus at the UN, mm. is, it's a myth. Yeah. Because there's no way that that you can pass uh, policies by voting. I mean, there's us voting, and then there's somewhere like Turkey, you know, who have the most draconian. How can you ever um, come to an agreement about stuff? So that's what makes it so very, very complicated. But the most significant about this is that it was written by our three fields of green for all international ambassadors. And we're so very, very proud of them because, you know, these guys, they run their lives on their Patreon accounts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fields of Green supports Kenzie in a small little way on his Patreon account. Um, Michael supports himself by wheeling and dealing in antiques. Um, Farid works for NGOs and people in disadvantaged communities in and around Paris. Uh, he is a, um, a, a French Algerian. Uh, he also has a, a disabled wife. And, um, and, you know, life is not easy for these mm. activists mm. doing this really, really important <laughs> academic work. It's really hard to They're be... They're not living these cushy lives with some uh, spare no. time and spare cash no. to just no. play around no. and help the poor hippies. And we always, this is we, their life. And now there's the Western Cape government going, oh, we'll go and visit Felbridge, a multi-million rand facility, and there's 68 billion rand, that's what the cannabis industry is worth. What about the people who are doing this really, really difficult, mm. sometimes dry academic work against all odds, against all these member states from around the world, but they're still doing it. They're poor, they struggle, yeah. you know, it's, it's completely selfless. So, yeah. poofed to the Western yeah. Cape government and their 68 billion and their fell bridge and their whatever. Speaking to ghosts there. Mm. Absolutely speaking to ghosts. So um, look out for the blog and the Fields of Green for All website when we'll, when we'll unpick this whole academic paper. I think mm. that it's very important and if we get our Dacher Commission, mm. we get our Dacher yes, Commission, yeah. then yeah. we can bring Michael and Kenzie and, and Farid here to actually explain to those yeah. people yeah. about the international conventions. Now we have had them on the show before. I think we had all yes. three of them on the show via Zoom mm -hmm. uh, when they rescheduled everything. Mm -hmm. yes. So if you want to go and listen to what they have to say about that time, it just uh, yeah, go back through the index on uh, uh, It YouTube. was April 2020. April 2020, yeah. there yeah, we go. It was like a lifetime ago. It was right in the middle of lockdown yeah. and all of that yeah. because I think we had Kenzie and Jules was in the studio, and we had Kenzie in, in Barcelona, and we had Farid in Paris, and Michael in Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's actually amazing what you guys all, all produced during lockdown for, for the show. Yeah. yeah. It was mind blowing, actually. <laughs> it was, it was. So, uh, um, so, Dale, I've touched on a little bit of heritage stuff. So, just for, for, for our CBD and N feature, we're going to be looking at that in a bit more detail, aren't we? Yeah, let's get to CBD and N. It's Granddaddy Purple. Blackheads. The history of cannabis in South Africa contains two particular trajectories that were at times in direct contradiction with one another. The one, the 100 year effort to prohibit its use. The other, a history of colonial governments and administrators trying to develop cannabis and make money out of it. These two parts began in earnest in 1916. As part of the British Empire, the, United, the Union of South Africa had to pass domestic legal <laughs> legislation to comply with international treaties. It was signatory either directly or indirectly. So we had to, um, we had to agree to certain things that 
other unions around the world were agreeing to in terms of prohibition and drug policies. The second narrative was happening simultaneously in July 1912. The SS Balmoral Castle set sail for London from the Eastern Cape with 11 bags of Dhaka in its hold, set for Dreyfus and Co Limited. The union's government department of mines and industries was keen on having a sample tested with the view to its potential of development as a profitable economic plant. What year was that? 1912. 1912. 1912. So by 1923, debates around Dhaka had become highly racialized. Cannabis consumption had historically been described by white colonists as immoral habits of African and Indian communities. In 1925, the original template for policing and suppressing cannabis production, consumption, and trade worldwide was agreed upon, known as the Geneva Convention on Dangerous Drugs. It effectively fixed the entire cannabis plant as a subject of criminal law in domestic and international context. In one dramatic action, the deeply diverse forms of commodities of cannabis in Africa and Asia were effectively swept aside. And that is why we need the South African Dacha Commission, because we need the Dacha TRC. Yeah. We, we really, I mean, you cannot forget that. That's... Um, it's the original apartheid, the racist the apartheid law. Because originally from the international uh, unions, they came up with the law against opium and other addictive yeah. drugs. And then later on, it was General Jan Smuts that actually um, he, he decided to add that into the Geneva Convention yeah. on his he, recommendation. He wrote that it was making the, yeah. the Africans and the Indians lazy in the fields. Yeah. Based on what yeah. they'd already imp been implementing in the uh, Natal colonies. Mm. Yeah. It was mm. a sacrament. It was. Mm. it was. It was a sacrament of, of the Indian indentured laborers back yeah. there at the end mm. of, the, of the 19th century. And uh, the history books are really clear. Mm. I mean, Jan Smuts wrote to the League of Nations while they were busy banning opium, because the opium wars had just ended up there in China. And while they were busy writing the international laws for the opium, Jan Smuts, who was meant to be this big liberal, I remember my grandfather, how embarrassing, was a big supporter of Jan Smuts, you know. And my grandfather was born in, in 1903. So, that so would have been. it all leads back to South Africa. At the end of the day, mm. we can only hope that we have a big influence on, on its development forward from now. Mm. Exactly. Because it goes back to our roots where prohibition around the world began. Mm. Exactly, exactly. We are, the Dhaka prohibition started here, so let's end it here. Let's end it here. And that was a quote from our very, very f first little short movie that we made in 2013 called Dacha the Truth. Mm -hmm. And if you want a synopsis six minutes long of the history of cannabis prohibition in Southern Africa, then watch that little movie. And you can really laugh at Jules mm -hmm. and I. We were such amateurs in our lounge. And I remember the, the crew around holding the scrim for mm -hmm. the light. And yeah. every, everything was really, really homemade. But uh, we had such fun that day shooting that little movie. And um, it was the first of many um, many of those fun shoots. But now you were saying yeah. that it's the last apartheid law. And yeah, I especially brought, I wrote on a piece of paper so that I could quote it directly, the National Cannabis Master Plan, version five that came out in August, 2021. And it says, in many states globally, while the criminal penalties or imprisonment for personal use and possession of cannabis was removed, they, meaning countries like Canada, Uruguay, and all of that, left the supply of cannabis to the illicit market, fueling a crime-prone underbelly and networks of individuals operating outside the realm of ethical and moral behavior. I have quoted this probably 10 times over the last two, three weeks since um, there have been this sort of flood of webinars and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So there we are. <laughs> Jan Smuts writes to, the, writes to the League of Nations and says it makes black, Indian and colored people lazy and not fit for the purpose that they were brought to the colonies in the first place. As slaves. In, in when? 1900? That was 1923. 23. 23. And here we are 
in 2021. Almost 100 years later. Years later, and they are still making a moral judgment against us. Yeah. Please, and can we not make like 100 years? Can we cut it off at the knees before we reach It goes against years. our Bill of Rights. It goes yeah. against On the basis of our whole democracy. So, I mean, exactly. it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And we're allowing nonsense talk. Actually, it's yeah. nonsense. And that is why we keep banging on about yeah. the stuff on the hot box show because you know we, we we're smoking some impeccable weed which is that i believe it's called uh, um, uh, black haze and granddaddy purple black haze and granddaddy purple and we are able to smoke this amazing amazing plant and speak about the history of it and mm. what we still need to do mm. to to patch up this awful moral judgment because yes we do have the responsibility to fix the mistakes our ancestors mm. caused. We do. We, mm. do. we do. That yeah. was you. We all know that that was Jules's whole yeah, mission. Was, just gonna say. was to was to make up for for the for the sins, if you want to call it, the yeah. sins of his ancestors. But he called it the colonial fuckwits. Yeah. The colonial, <laughs> the colonial fuckwits. fuckwits. Yeah. Oh, Jules, I miss you so much. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it. I think that he would have, if, if Jules had have read, uh, read this National Cannabis Master Plan, I think he would have mm. just like... There's so many things I wish I could hear his opinion on. Yeah. Yeah. Gone on yeah. 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 Had really, but you know, we can all have opinions and discuss this around yeah. whatever, but we've got to also come up with solutions. Yeah. Okay? Workable solutions. One of the solutions that I always have is to just smoke some more weed. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, here, yeah. on, on the Hotbox show, like, share, more. subscribe, like, share, subscribe. On the Hotbox show, we love to smoke lots of weed and have these conversations because it's all it's all relevant to our cannabis culture. That's and that is what, the Efforts Donor Show. Yeah, that is what the Hotbox show is all about. Watch us having these discussions. You can comment in the comments. We really like that. Um, we've got our whole family here. We've got our little audience. And we can just put these ideas out there because we can have all the opinions in the world. But I think that Fields of Green for All is the one of the few organizations in South Africa that actually has solutions. At least there are more and more cannabis-based solutions coming up that aren't... Yeah. We don't, we don't have to do all the yeah. thinking all the time. Now. We don't. But it's just a relief, and it's so people. nice that we can all group together and, and make this amazing, really beautiful, and strong community. everyone concentrates on what's in, important for them. Yeah. And their strengths. Their yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Is That's the only way this wave will go further. Mm. Yeah. You know, if we're trying to make the wave too big, but lots of little ripples can make a tsunami. And that's what we yeah. need to do. Just those tiny little drops in the pond. You're right. Exactly. So right. And we are moving forward and people are coming together and talking, as well as government these days at least. Yeah. Um, we've seen a lot happening and that leads us to our crisis points as well. But it's late. It does. It it's does. Late. So, as I was saying, Fields of Green has, has some solutions, okay? And I think um, we've, as I said, we have, we've had a flood of, of webinars and there was a conference in Tata and there's been lots of news um, coming out on the, on the cannabis front. But when uh, my fellow activist, Pilar Sande Matakato, who's from Ponderland, and I were invited to participate in this webinar last Tuesday about the crisis in South African cannabis legislation, we got together the evening before on Zoom to discuss what we were going to say because the two of us were on the same sort of segment. And she was like, Pila was like, ugh, do we have to do this again? And I was like, ugh, what do we could do? Saying the same thing over and over and over again, you know? So we said, okay, let's come up with something that's like a YouTube video. You know when you go to go and see 10 interior design mistakes or um, 15 ways to peel an orange, all those YouTube videos. So we decided, seeing as we were talking about crises in cannabis legislation, we'd come up with 10 crisis points that are the overarching problems that are happening, right? So if we have, if we can identify the crisis points, then we can start working on the solution. Mm. So these points, just very, very quickly, are the legislative vacuum, like there's no evidence. All the stuff that they're bringing out, the master plan, the dreadful bill, all of that, where is the evidence mm. to support this? It's all very thin. What about the arrests, the incarceration, the custody battles? We've spoken about that a lot. What about the plant counting? What about the licenses and the Dacha Dompas? What about the ignorance of history, as we were speaking about? That's up to number five. Number six, overselling. That's a huge thing. Overselling the economic benefits. Stop doing it. We can see right through you. 
What about the industry speaking in vacuums or silos? We have the Department of Health there, and then we have the Department of this, then we have a province, then we have a committee, and then we have a webinar, and then we have a conference. And everybody's basically saying the same things over and over again, but no, no, nobody's coming together. That was number seven. Number eight, what about this blasted industrial cannabis? What about the, the THC levels? Where are we going to get the seeds from? The whole issue of industrial cannabis is, is a crisis point. Number nine is what we've discussed already tonight. Who are we going to vote for? Is cannabis still political suicide for, for the parties in South Africa? Do they still see it as, oh, we can't go there, you know? And then, of course, number 10 is something that is always really, really close to my heart, and that's cannabis education uh, for our youth and our young adults, because they're always carrying on about, oh, what about the children? But what about telling the children the truth and educating them properly and getting rid of the prohibitions rhetoric in schools, getting rid of uh, raids in, in, in schools and drug testing particularly? Yeah. So those are very, very quickly just the 10 crisis points that we identified, and they are published in a blog by Charles last week, so you can find that on the Fields of Green for All website. But if, you, if these are the crisis points, what's the solution? And the solution is so, so, so simple. All we need is a South African Dacher Commission, please. We've got to say this over and over again, using our manifesto as a guiding document, and then we can actually all get around the table and discuss these crisis points. Because we couldn't find anything out of these 10 points that didn't cover everything. And we know we've covered everything in our manifesto, and we know that we've got all of the evidence that they need. So let's just do it instead of going back to court. Ugh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's... Mm. That was kind of, in a, in a nutshell, uh, what Pila and I put across to, um, to that particular crisis webinar last, last Tuesday. So it's there for you to read if, you, if you're interested. So when it comes to discussing cannabis amongst your friends, amongst your family, amongst your colleagues, take into account these crisis points. These are the problems and the solutions. Always try and have a balance between the two. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I think that we've been speaking far. I've been speaking far too much tonight. I feel like my voice is going hoarse, <laughs> and I feel like this is now getting far too serious. So let's lighten up a bit and let's do something we haven't done for quite a few weeks: is shit or let. Shots and lits in quite a while. Um, for those of you new viewers, um, this is where you get to also help us decide what is shit and what mm. is lit. Whether you think this goodie is an awesome wow. one or if it is a They'll horrible idea. Quietly, what I could. <laughs> sorry, sorry, microphone. What we have here, um, somebody came through last week uh, and dropped off a huge big box of goodies. So I'm going to be doing one thing a week, and I've just reached into the box. And I've grabbed the first thing that I could. Oh, so beautiful. Look this. Okay, so the company that dropped everything off is 420.co.za. Um, it's an online shop. They do. They specialize in bongs, but they do nutrients and grow bags and all sorts yeah. of things. Um, they're a head shop. They're a head shop, basically. Uh, they opened in August uh, during lockdown. So this bong is absolutely amazing. Um, I wonder... Which if we, we can maybe do. go onto the dank cam and we yeah. can look at a close up. It's got such it's beautiful been sand sandblasted. Just zoom out there. Yeah, there we go. Now, all of this yeah. is, is actually texture. It's been sandblasted, no, and it's all down the um, down the stem and on the base. It's so good. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. So for people who are very who like textures. Uh, what is a word for it? Tactile. 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 Oh. This no, is no, an no. amazing semen English. Yeah. Um, this is an absolutely amazing um, about for someone who, who loves a good tactile experience. And maybe more grip as well, like less stone yeah. slipping and dropping yeah. your bar. So I can tell you the uh, the details of this one. It's a premium borosilicate uh, glass beaker bong featuring a pink colored glass neck sleeve uh, with a deep sandblasting etching. It is quite a deep etching, it's lovely. That literally makes the design pop. Um, this is not silicone or stickers or anything that's on here. It's yeah. sandblasted. Sand yeah. yeah. That's called the uh, Rising Phoenix 
this particular bond. Uh, it sits approximately nice 35 name, yeah. centimeters high, five millimeter thick glass, seven millimeter thick for the base, tough enough for easy use. It has a diffuser down stem and a 14 millimeter bowl, comes with a clear glass handle. So, so beautiful. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. So, so Amy, we, we know that you, you really like this. <laughs> oh, happy birthday! <laughs> oh, you guys, I eyed it last week and I was like, shotgun, please, someone. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yay, my Yay. first bong. So early wow. birthday present, your first bong my ever. My first bong. I've always been a joint girl. Yeah. And now you need to pack it and smoke it and tell us okay. whether you think it's shit or lit. Yay! <laughs> oh man, it's so beautiful, really. Yes, it really is an art piece. Yeah, I think he's got a really beautiful eye because just, the, the, I mean, the couple mm. that he brought to us, and I'm sure I've looked at his Instagram, but they, like he has a great eye for choosing some unique, beautiful he pieces. Has, uh, and not kitschy, sorry, there are some really kitschy bongs out there, but I think there's some beautiful ones. He's got, yeah, very much, it, it, the bongs on his shop, I also had a look today, very, very tasteful designs. Yeah. There's a, a few that are like, you know, very uh, trendy vibes. There's one that's... Well, they're um, quite thick. They're yeah, quite thick. I think they're 9mm nine, nine or 14. So, no, that uh -huh. is 5mm uh, at the top and 7mm at the base. Okay. There is a thicker one that I'm still going to be reviewing in, in an upcoming episode. My best part, and can I have a little bit of a gossip here? Yeah. Uh, my best part of meeting uh, this person, we said to him, how on earth did you get the domain? For twenty dot co dot za. I mean, that's just like, um, I mean, it's like gold. Yeah, right. And um, some people that are watching this tonight might know about a certain Dacher domain pirate that has been <laughs> operating out there for many years, buying up all the domains and then holding people ransom. Mm. Anyway, I won't give you all the details of how he did it, but he managed to get this domain out of this pirate, and. Um, in a very, very clever way. So yeah, I think that the way that he did it, he totally deserves it. And and well done for having oh, such a nice- Absolutely legendary and uh, has a truckload of respect from, from me. Yes, a lot of respect from us because if we can just see the slightest little come up for our, for the worst Ducker domain pirates on the face of the earth, then we can have a little snigger to, to ourselves. Um, maybe one day, if you're wondering uh, what we're talking about, you can ask us in person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Did we just have the first? I'm a little bit of a sissy, so no one's allowed to judge. No, no we judge the bombs, but ooh, it looks so, so nice. Pretty. It's so tall. I feel, and I don't want to put a check because I might drop it. But so pretty. It is so pretty. The way that smoke swirls through that sandblasting bill, it adds to the it visuals as well. It so nicely and it's going on my lounge table right in the middle. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I think you need a like a, a pink silicone mat yeah. to go underneath it. That would Just be really beautiful. Yeah, the pink from underneath. Yeah. Well, you can. And maybe a little yeah. fence around yeah. it for your cat. <laughs> your friend. <Yeah. laughs> all the, all the animals. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to give that like a uh, oh, mm, lit, definitely no, really a lit. Beautiful. And the mouthpiece is so nice and thick and solid. Like, uh, Guys, this is very random, but is anyone yeah. ever, like when you smoke a bong, sometimes you drool inside, is it? Yeah, yeah that's happened. a thing, especially off when it's not It doesn't happen one. with this one, so that's how I'm like, ooh. ooh. I'm, I'm a fan of, 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 of it because there's no like percolators inside. I'm a standard kind of person. Yeah. Easy to clean. Yeah. And it's very artistic. So if you're an yeah. artistic person, you'll like stuff like this. Yeah. Good base. Definitely. Charles going to have to that's give like me a bong cleaning class. Yeah, Charles, the the the, yeah. the the boss of bong cleaning cleaning here. Yes, it's time to bring him back to. Back He's to coming up in in about two weeks' time, and we've got him all stacked up there, ready for him to clean. <laughs> and then he can come visit my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my things are clean. My so where do, where do people find us again? Four twenty dot co dot za. Um, go to the website. Instagram <coughs> keeps having a little bit of a problem with um, because apparently they can't sell. Smoking accessories and, and stuff like that anymore. Yeah. So they keep pulling their stuff off and off Facebook. So go directly to the website. Um, there's some amazing things there. He supports um, local brands as oh, well. Okay. So, yeah. And, uh, so yeah. beautiful. I think it's really, really lit. 
And I'd like to say thank you so much for, for bringing such an amazing assortment of things. We're going to be using them as prizes and, and all sorts of things. And as always, support those who support Fields of Green for all, because that certainly is, you know, just a lovely visit and a, and a gift and that it makes us, us feel appreciated. So we're just spreading the love right back at you. So yeah. thanks, for, yeah. thanks for the visit, 420.co.za. And seeing as we've welcomed Amy in back in from the cold of the audience tonight and it's her birthday on Monday and she's got a nice new pink bong um, we've decided that Amy must choose the the winner of the Instagram competition so let's have a look and see if we can scroll through now tonight we've got double the amount Ooh. of um, photographs because as you might have remembered last week we had to cancel the show due to technical issues so we've got a whole lot to choose from. Oh wow. Love and unpredictable wow. really does mean Is somebody nice. doing it the right way with gloves on? Mmm. Frosty Frosty? Oh back at the beginning. Yeah, it's the little uh, Yeah. So mm. it's a frosty theme. Really pretty, hey. Yeah. Look at those things that are golf balls. They are. Yeah. <laughs> oh beautiful. It really is. That's a really yeah. high quality photograph, it's so that's so nice, and out in the back street. Now they're not legible oh, wow. to, to win again yet, it's got to be three months, but I had to put it That's in because yeah. they so, consistently yeah. post the most beautiful, draw-worthy wow, that's, beautiful. That's, nice. that's really pretty. Yes. Whew. It's a hard decision this week because yeah, there's so there's many. Yeah, some delicious looking flower. Yeah. yeah, it was hard just to select these few. From it's nice seeing some new names up there, though. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely. No, it must be a hard job every week, Joe. Well, try and choose from Charlotte and I take turns doing it, and yeah. Safer 420 grower. <coughs> Alien plantation, I love it. Yeah, it's the little marigold little yeah, sticking out and the paving and that. It's mm. lovely, homemade. It's a nice yeah. composition. Whoop. That looks beautiful. Chronic <laughs> uh, cultivation, you always outdo yourself. Yeah. Right, so what, wow. which one's it going I'm to gonna, be? I'm going to, this, this yeah. one, this is going to have to be the one. That is beautiful. The green munchkin. That is so artsy. Yeah, it, really it should is. be a picture on, on your wall. It should be. Beautiful frame. It should be and a picture. That is really beautiful. beautiful yeah, yeah. Framed and all. And it looks good to smoke. It does. it does. It does. <laughs> so yes, well done. Congratulations. Tight I pick you. Well done to the Green Munchkin. We'll yeah. be in touch or even better, please get in touch with us. There's a hundred ways to do that. Yeah. But the best is probably um, to uh, inbox us on Instagram. And then we will be able to get your details and get your amazing prize uh, yeah. off to you as soon as possible. We just need to, uh, are there poll results? Yes. Um, we're just waiting for those to come through. And then... We've got a little bit of a small calendar thing coming up. It's not this weekend, and um, but it's the next weekend, the 10th of October, uh, at Dejoint. It's their birthday. Yay. Second birthday. It's second their second birthday. birthday. So um, they are they're going to have live bands. It's going to be Dion Buckus and the Stolen Horses. They really, Harvest they really and do. Band. Uh, Green Smoke Room is going to be there with all their merch. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, free entry for the joint members, 100 bucks for general public. So make an effort to go out there. The joint is amazing. The pizzas are cool. The views are cool. Their service is great. The coffee is good. The coffee is good. Uh, the bands, the music is always really, really good. Yeah, the events are always really groovy. Yeah. Nice people. Yeah. yeah. That's the calendar. Okay, so we have some poll results, ca results coming back from the, uh, coming back to the that stuff works. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> coming back to our um, our election that's coming up in November, do you think cannabis was important? Will you be voting with cannabis policies in mind? Ha <laughs> ha! 100%. Nobody thought that their vote wasn't going to be swayed by cannabis, and nobody said they wouldn't be voting, which I think that's that great. is, yeah. that is really great. You know, I think that it's really important for all of us to to turn out and we will be we'll keep updating you uh, over the weeks before the election if we hear anything that comes from the horse's mouth of the, of the political parties come on now honorable swart you were so mouthy in parliament yeah. 
You're from the ACDP. Anybody know Honorable Swart? Anybody know any from the ACDP? I think that we should, we should target the worst of them because publicly right now the ACDP are the worst um, in terms of black prohibition. Uh, the DA are the worst in terms of greenwashing and not really yeah. tackling the issue. Mm -hmm. And then everybody in between. I mean, it's all a bit sort of wishy-washy. So that is certainly going to be a theme over the next month before the elections. But thank you so much for joining us here on the Hot Box Show, Live and unpre Unpredictable, coming to you from the Jazz Farm. And we've had fun tonight, haven't we? Yeah. And um, what do we usually say in saying goodbye? <laughs> Maybe. Sorry, I'm busy laughing. Someone says that's a sick salad on the table there. It is a sick salad. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, oh, I have no idea. Get golfed. I don't know. <laughs> that's good. No, you're right. Uh, I need you to stay safe and choose happy, please. And I need you to light one up for Jules. Mm. Till next time, thanks for joining us. Bye.